0: Hi, my name is Les Heron, and this is my podcast, The Journey Life. At The Journey, we're all about helping people move forward into a deeper, better, more loving relationship with God, and that moving forward moves us into wisdom, moves us into applying that wisdom, because of course, wisdom is the application of what we understand and what we know. So, we want people to move into some practical application of scripture. So, we dig into things like that and we dig into things with a life coaching perspective very often since i am a life coach and i am a pastor so today we're going to talk about permission versus invitation and i gave it a long title it's called why we should quit giving the holy spirit permission and instead give him an invitation why we should quit giving the holy spirit permission and instead give him an invitation Now, before we go on, I'm going to give a little update. Well, first, this will be the new, the first podcast for 2024. It's podcast number 27, podcast number one for the year. But I'm just going to keep going from last year. I'm going to try to do 45 or 50. So I'm going to just about double the podcast this year. I'm going to aim for maybe a little bit shorter, but I don't know. I do a lot of short stuff on Facebook if you follow me there. You'll see a lot of short stuff there, a lot of little written memes and things like that. But uh, been 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 did, did some traveling, did a, a three weeks in Australia, Papua New Guinea. You can see that on Facebook. You can see a little bit of that on um, my YouTube channel. It's going to be there uh, hopefully in the next couple of days. Came back, missed thanks, did Thanksgiving over there. It was really funny. On the day before, America had Thanksgiving. Uh, We were being wished Happy Thanksgiving by the um, uh, Australians on the boat because we were, of course, a day uh, ahead. Um, But that was interesting that they knew what Thanksgiving was, and uh, it was nice that they loved Americans. And so that that was a lot of fun. Great trip, really great experience as a family. My son and daughter-in-law, my wife and daughter, all five of us went there, had a great time. The flight over was exhausting and but the flight back was just as exhausting but we were like of course we want to go back to australia okay and then we had a great christmas great new year's my daughter had a little new year's party so we stayed up supervising uh uh, just a a few handfuls of um, really good teenagers heated up the pool they went swimming and looking forward to this next year uh i got i had a phone call yesterday from a friend wishing me happy new year and the first thing he said is what are your next travel plans so my next travel plans are going to richland washington um got a buddy up there that does the school supernatural ministry my daughter goes to the winter camp she'll go to the winter camp in february so it's not the best time to visit richland washington but it's the best time it's always a good time to visit friends up there and to allow give my daughter that uh that really a blessing to go up to that church. They've got something special going on there. All right, so I, I, I thought about this a lot, this idea of permission and invitation, and they're two terms. Well, sometimes they're used interchangeably, and, and you can, uh, but they do have distinct meanings, especially when it comes to social and or legal context, and I was thinking about that, and that that yeah, the, 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 the scripture is written in a social and kind of it has the legal context that we've been bought or purchased by the blood of Jesus out of slavery. So I, I, I like that once I started studying this, because what I do is I'll write something down, I'll jot it down in my notes on my phone or on a, a sticky piece of paper, sometimes on my palm. Uh that you had this young one young businessman just tease me because I'd have like like stuff written on my palm or my arm uh about 10, 12 years ago. I've gotten really good at putting it on my phone, but I still write things on my on my hand and then I'd start contemplating them. I'm start looking them at you know, looking the, at them in scripture, start re- doing a little bit of research, and it helps my mind stay busy and focus on the Lord. So I'm not taking it off on my own and making permission and invitation something that's just what I think in my head. All right. So it's something that I connect to scripture. I connect to the narrative of the story of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Of course, that's what I want to do. At the same time, I realize that we can get like, oh, well, don't ever, don't ever say, God, we, you know, give you permission. It's not, it's not that it's, we use words and the, a podcast and a longer form podcast is a great way for us to like like kind of develop something, like to like think something through and to play with it and to deepen it in us, and that's what I want us to do when we're thinking about the Holy Spirit, uh, giving the Holy Spirit permission or giving the Holy Spirit um, an invitation. So what I'm going to do is I'm gonna take permission. And I'm talk about permission in a couple of ways. I'm going to take invitation, talk about invitation. Then I'm gonna give you a couple examples of how they work together. And permission. Is commonly used in situations where there's a hierarchy where there's an authority structure where there's a boss where somebody you're going to get in trouble from somebody if you don't get permission such as a parent giving child the permission to go outside and play or an employer giving permission or authorizing an employee to access certain specific resources okay which i thought this was interesting because we're in no way the authority over god even though God allows us the authority or the autonomy to not allow him into our lives. We have the authority or the autonomy, the permission, we have the allowance. He has all authority, but then he gives us authority, and he allows us to be, if we want, the ruler of our own soul and not to, not to, give him permission and not to give him an invitation and not to surrender to him I think we miss that I think we think that we're all the time giving God like oh he's doing whatever he wants in me it's just not true he's only doing within you what you give him permission what you invite him to do what you allow him to do you are you are not powerful enough to stop God from doing what he wants to do. However, God has set up a relationship where you are powerful enough enough to stop God from removing shame from your life, to stop God from removing addiction in your life, to stop God from helping you grow in maturity and to grow in faith and to grow in confidence and to grow in uh, spiritual gifting, okay? So he gives us, the autonomy or the freedom to move about how we will and give it, we, he gives us the authority back to not allow him into our lives. And that all is foundational in the teaching on love where if he's forcing us to, to make him always do whatever he wants us to do, then we're robots and we, we can't, we can never truly love him. Okay. Now, Using language about giving God permission to work in our lives implies that we want to be in charge, that we want to give Him access to just certain parts of our life. And I think that's what we really—that's how we operate. That's how I operate. And that's why being in situations where there's a a deeper sense of worship, where there's a deeper sense of the Holy Spirit present, where I've been uh, conscious of the Spirit of God and presence of God— and i'm not asking him a bunch of questions i'm not telling him a bunch of things but i'm being more quiet hearing him that's when i hear how much i want to be in charge and how when i do give god permission when i do give the holy spirit permission i'm giving him just a little tiny bit of access to my life it's like saying yes you can get on my computer but you can only go to google and look up that one thing or you go on to that give you permission For that one file i'm going to share that one file that's in that file that's over here but you're going to be locked out of everything else okay then that's that's the that's the 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 description of the view i want us to get of permission that there's a hierarchy and we're on the top of this authority structure okay and that god has permission to talk to us about one thing but not another thing. And we like to give God permission to talk to us about things that we're maybe already good at. So that that's that already implies a problem, right? We like to give God permission to talk to us about things that we already like. That's why we choose certain churches, honestly. That's why we only listen to certain people. That's why we only read certain scriptures, okay? is because we want him to give, we've only given him permission to talk to us at a very, very specific level, usually a shallow level, okay? We don't mind God talking to us about things we already feel bad about or shallow things often, but the deeper things we have to invite him into and give him an open invitation. All right, so permission implies a right or freedom or liberty to do something that would otherwise not be allowed I'm giving you permission right now, God, as we're sitting, as I'm sitting in this worship service to speak to me now. But permission, when I walk out of here, that permission is now you have to relinquish that back to me. It's more about a granting ability or freedom to act within certain parameters. Here's the here's where God gets to go again. This one file in on my computer that's in a file and that's the only thing you have access to don't put your eyes on anything else don't click on anything else i want you to only look at this and when we give god permission or the holy spirit permission we're all almost always we're giving him permission to go into only the areas that we've thought we have problems with so we we want him to go we give him permission to say god take away smoking all right but we don't give him an invitation into, God, go deep. I invite you to go deep. I invite you to go anywhere you want. Here's an open invitation to go wherever you want, to go to the deepest parts of me. Smoking, the the physical act of smoking being the less, least important thing that my spirit and my soul first, my mind would align to you. And then my actions will. Then my smoking will start. Well, I'll increase it or I'll decrease it or I'll stop it. Based on what you're telling me, I don't think God's going to tell you to increase your smoking, but you get the point. All right. So permission, here's an example for permission. I give my daughter permission to use our car. She's 17. We share We have two cars, three drivers. We share the car and we give permission um, in that area. But I've given her invitation to always ask me. um, But I gave we had a pest control guy come uh, two weeks ago. I he it's not an invitation to, hey, come over whenever you want. It's like, come over between 8 and 10 and come over and come into my house specifically for pest control. Go around my house. And then once you're done, you have no more permission to come in here. You don't have permission to do anything. You don't need to have permission to talk to me about my marriage, about how clean my house is or how dirty my house is, or what color my house is, or my house design, or if you like not the furniture, you like the music, you only, the pest control guy is only there for that one thing. And I think sometimes we treat the Holy Spirit like our pest control guy. You have permission to only talk about this. And then when you leave, I lock the door and I go back in the house. And the Holy Spirit's outside of that. And so that's why this idea of permission, I think is really a weak a weak thing, it's not the best word, invitation is a better word, it might not even be the best word, but it's the word I'm working with right now, so what's interesting is that in legal terms, permission can be crucial in determining if what you did is legal or illegal, did you get permission to use my car, did you get permission to use my material that I wrote, okay, so it's like, The legality of an action is determined on permission or not. And I think sometimes we stand like in a legal sense against God. I think sometimes we're mad at God, mad at the Holy Spirit, because we gave him permission for one thing, but we didn't legally define how far we wanted him to work in our lives. And we felt like he went too far. So then we're mad. And then we put up barriers against him. And we don't usually say we're mad at God. Usually we're saying... The pastor, the person, this person said this to me, this person did this to me, my teacher did this, and somebody who's trying to disciple me hurt my feelings. And we talk about church hurt. A lot of it's not church hurt, my friends. A lot, of, a lot of it is selfishness, of course, pride, of course, a lack of desire to want to change or even look at areas of our life. But a lot of it is we're hurt by God. So that that's that's permission, okay? And that's why I, I want us to think about giving god an invitation an open invitation because here's the difference an invitation is an offer a request for someone's presence to come and be with me in participation almost hardly ever does it mean that you're only here that you're here to do a task for me it's an invitation to a party a meeting an event a co a uh, joint effort, a joining in an activity, a party, a dance. Uh, an invitation we almost always think of is as a social scene, right? That you're invited to a party, uh, friend's party. You're invited to a party. It's going to be dance or swimming or fireworks or food. Um, it could be professional. It could be inviting someone to a, a speaker at a conference, but you're inviting them in and it's for their benefit, but it's for your benefit too, And and an invitation more than permission implies or suggests a desire for someone's company, for someone's participation in your life, in what you're doing in that moment. And it often has a more welcoming and uh, more inclusive connotation than permission does. And um, like, come on in, sit down, take your shoes off if it's appropriate. Maybe not if it's at a wedding, but it's an invitation into being with someone. And typically an invitation is an encouragement to come in and join me in something that I'm arranging and I expect you to come and enjoy yourself and be a part of what we're doing. Okay. And an invitation is way more social uh, and less legal than permission. Okay. Being invited to enter a party doesn't necessarily grant the same rights or protections as having um explicit permission like like the pest control guy if i invited him to a party he doesn't have to bring his stuff he just comes and he he gets to meander around my house he gets to eat my food he gets to talk to me about my family my occupation my recreation what i do for fun what my dreams are okay that's with an invitation with permission he's like hey are you seeing any bugs hey you have any ants on the outside of your house? Things like that, all right? So that's the difference between the invitation and permission. And to summarize that, it's like when I give God permission, it's often more about me granting him the right to do something very specific in my life, often something that I've already predetermined I want him to do, all right? I'm not giving him an allowance. I'm saying, you come and work on this and only this and leave everything else alone. Even when you're in my house, whatever you see, don't comment on it. Don't touch it. Don't do anything. Just do what I asked you to do. But when I give God an invitation, it's more about me expressing a desire for his presence or for him to participate with me, to be with me, to join with me, to enjoy me and for me to enjoy him. Here are three practical illustrations of why we should quit giving the Holy Spirit permission and instead give him an invitation. But before we go any further, I want you to, instead of getting caught up on the word permission and invitation and go like, oh, well, they're the same to me. You're thinking about the, I, w- I want you to think of like the bigger picture. <gasps> Am I legally just giving the Holy Spirit permission just for this one spot? Am I not giving him an invitation? Okay. That's what's the most important thing when we're hearing is not hearing every little thing I'm saying, but hearing the, the what the Lord wants to, to, to illustrate, wants to open up, wants you to see what he wants to show you, okay? So this first illustration is attending a private event. Now, a caterer, uh, a maid, um, a bartender, um, somebody setting up, would need permission to come to my house. They would be, need permission from the event organizer to attend a private party, a private event, things like that. It grants that person to be at the event, but they are only at the event for like one reason, to do a job. An invitation, on the other hand, is an invitation to the same party, but it's more about the organizer, about you or me, or somebody inviting us, expressing a desire for our presence to be there, for us to be there. Of course, like, like they, they know us specifically in an in, 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 in in inviting way, in a friendly way, in a loving way. They want us to be there, and they want us to be their welcome guest, not a server while they're there, okay? So I have permission to be here, and I've been invited are two completely different responses. Now, Jesus constantly invited people to come unto him. He constantly invited people to come unto him. He, he, he like it was an, it was like all, all open for people to come unto him, you know, who kept trying to force Jesus to get their permission to do almost anything and to teach almost anything, including, uh, you know, they hated most of his teaching. They wanted him to like get their permission and their approval, but they also wanted him to get their permission for healing the sick on the Sabbath. And he was given an open invitation to come and to seek him and to ask him and to be around him. And he would he would heal. So that's a, that's an interesting look at that. I hadn't really thought a lot about that, but I think it holds. Another illustration is is uh, using property or resources. Now, recently my lawnmower broke, and I went over to my neighbor's house right across the street, Steve, to borrow his lawnmower. He said yes. He never gave me an invitation to uh, go over there, but we've been friendly for five or six years, and. And we've talked, and I've you, we've got packages for each other, and chit chatted, and we've watched their dog, water their plants, and vice versa, and stuff like that. So, I I needed his permission though to get his lawnmower, but it was an invitation that I felt was implied that I just walked over there and and borrowed his lawnmower when my broke. Now. I there there's a very nice lady and her 90-something year old mom that lives next door to us. And each time I speak with them, I give them an invitation. I usually say something like, Now remember, I'm not that handy, but if you ever need anything or need to borrow something or move something or have something, you know, done, just please ask me. And uh that's an invitation. The doors open for them about anything to come and at knock on my door and ask me. Okay. So We want to, I think, have like this relationship with the Lord where it's a big, wide open invitation. Anything you want from me, it's implied in scripture, in the teachings of Jesus, that he is open to requests, he's open to all. Everything you want, you talking to him, chit chatting with him, and just and so he he's invited us in. So we just need to keep invite him in. And say, Yeah, I'm gonna take advantage of this invitation into this amazing relationship with all these awesome benefits of abundance and peace and joy and grace and love and energy and all of these things that we want you know we've been invited into and a lot of us are like well i'm gonna wait until the lord gives me permission i'm not gonna knock on his door because i don't want to bother god god's so busy i've not been very good so i don't deserve anything well the permission is to come unto him all you stupid, lame, broken, haven't done anything, people, including Les Heron. So that invitation is there. And I think we do them a, a disservice by not accepting and utilizing that invitation all the time. Okay. So the third illustration is like utilizing or uh, utilizing creative work or like publishing creative work that somebody else has published now you need to get written express permission on an author's work if you're going to use his or her work in your own book you need their written permission and um because then this allows you again a legal standing but there are there are authors and creators who put there hey you can use this for whatever you want just say that i wrote it just say that i did it and uh, just, give me, just give me some credit in writing. And uh, they giving a big, big invitation to utilize your stuff. Well, guess what? God's that kind of author. He's given us a big invitation to use everything around us, to use everything that's good and bad in us, all of our good story, all of our bad story. To, he's given us an invitation to invite him in, and he's going he's gonna to use all that for good. He's going to use all your junk for good. He's going to use all your good for it better. He's invited us and keeps inviting us to co-labor with him where he does all the hard work, but he keeps inviting us to co-author with him our story. He's inviting us in to contribute because even though he has paid the price, he constantly gives us the right to our story. You though he's paid the price for our very souls. He constantly gives us the right to our story. And when we get the right to our story, we want to, give it back to him give him the glory invite him in by the way this permission and and invitation thing is a lot of people I, I I coach Christians that I coach seem to be waiting on God to give them permission and he's already given them an invitation he's invited us in to partake into the that mystical that mystical spiritual place that mystical spiritual relationship with the Holy Spirit you don't need God's permission to enter into his presence You've already been invited. You don't need God's permission to have an idea of what you want to do in life, like a goal for 2024. You don't need God's permission for that. He's invited you in to dream. He's invited you into co-labor with your dreams and your desires and your goals. He's invited you in, so invite him in. Invite him in. Rarely do you need God's permission to enter into a new ministry. Rarely. Do you need God's permission to start something new, to share the gospel, to have new ideas, to want something, to prophesy, to give words of wisdom or words of knowledge? Man, It's a partnership, and he's invited you in. Invite the Holy Spirit in. In fact, I believe God loves it when you take him up on his invitation rather than, than always seeking out his permission. Why? Because kids take dads up on invitation, If dad says, man, you can use my car whenever you want. Here's the keys. Boom, that kid's going to take advantage of. If dad says, hey, you got my credit card, use it whenever you need it, bam, invitation. The kid who doesn't need it and blames it on dad, that kid has a problem, not dad. You have a problem. (laughs) Ha ha. You got a problem, my friends. If you're not taking the father up on his invitation, the Holy Spirit is there. Always. Right there. Keep inviting. Every day. Every day, invite him. Every day. He's there He's there to give you wisdom. He's there to teach you. It says in Scripture. Everything you need to know. That's not every spiritual thing you know need to know. That's not every scriptural thing you need to know. That's every relationship thing you need to know. Holy Spirit's there to teach you. Invite him in. That's every financial thing you need to know holy spirit's there invite him in that's every physical health related weight loss related thing you need to know holy spirit's there invite him in and yes when you invite him in you might need to invite somebody that's that's full of the holy spirit to help you with some of that stuff but invite invite the holy spirit into all of those areas he's come to teach you everything you need to know so i hope you can see as i conclude here uh, that 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 giving the Holy Spirit permission is almost could be a way that protects us from God and God's work and the Holy Spirit's work in us as we authorize him only to go into very specific, predetermined places in our life, okay? And we only give him certain rights to only the things we want him to see, all right? Where an invitation is much more of a welcoming of the Holy Spirit into our space into our presence inviting their participation all right but start inviting the holy spirit into your life and please remember to subscribe like share comment on this podcast and really about everything that i write or post like sharing it and um commenting giving me feedback liking it really helps thanks and god bless you as you invite the holy spirit into everything you do in 2024.